Thank you for checking out a new episode of the Baba Cola Core podcast, where we just chop it up with Drew the Fat. Uh, thank you for listening. On today's uh, episode, I have a buddy of mine who I haven't seen in forever, but we were doing a lot of shows together, having some fun. Uh, so I thought, let me call him up on Zoom and talk some shit on the Baba Cola Core podcast. So give it up for my buddy, Jeremy Brown. What's going on, man? Hey, everybody. Hey, Patrick, thank you for having me on, man. I, it's good to see another human being. Yeah, dude, I, I felt real bad because you brought, like, the, you had this good idea. And I haven't done these Zoom chats, like, since until recently, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I was, like, just just me and my wife and all that stuff. And then I realized I need more outside communication. And you start talking to other people, people I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And you had this good idea. Like, you're like, hey, let's just fucking hang out on Zoom chat and stuff. Yep. The only problem with that, it was Friday at 10 p.m. when you wanted, and I was gone. Like, I, my drinking has gone up, and so by the time that time came around, I was I was passed out by, like, 10 yeah. o'clock already. So I felt really bad. I was like, well, let me just put him on the podcast, man, so we could catch yeah. up, talk some yeah, shit. That's the same thing. Like, that's yes. like, on a personal tip for you, because I know before all this happened, like you were working on not drinking, like you were making progress. And then the pandemic is just a global conspiracy to get you to drink again. And that, that they went a long way just to get you to consume alcohol. That's my yeah. Point. Yeah. Like I, I, I gave up, I gave in like right away and stuff. Like I go back and forth like, Oh, let me try sober. Let me try. Like yeah. I try not to get too drunk when I'm in social, social situations or for sure. especially for the shows or open mics and stuff. Yep. So now that nothing else is going on, all I do is drink. That's the crazy thing. Like, what do you have to be sober for? Yeah. Like, I mean, your your wife already knows you're a piece of shit, so yeah. Yeah. you don't need to impress her. Like, as long as you can make it through the workday sober, then I mean, you're you're good. That's how I know I'm not an alcoholic because I, I, I like I don't drink. It's there. The alcohol's there. The beer's in the fridge, just yeah. waiting for me. I don't touch it until five thirty. As soon as I clock out at five thirty, open up, crack one. Shot. Yeah, man. See, that's willpower, though. Yeah, absolutely. See, so you're not so an alcoholic. I'm not a complete you have willpower. Yeah, I'm not a complete asshole alcoholic and stuff. I have I have willpower. I, Look but, at you go. But after that, I'm like, okay, what next? What are we gonna do now? Netflix. Okay, let me get a beer. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's like everything. Like people, people say you're supposed to give yourself a reward after like every little accomplishment. So it's like, all right, cool. Finish my work day. Beer. Made it yeah. dinner. Beer. Pick something on Netflix. Beer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just keep them coming. Yeah, I reward myself by that I don't drink while I'm on the clock by drinking. So absolutely, gotta celebrate something, man. Yeah. Uh, but how you doing? Before we get into it, uh, plugs. Oh, how yeah. can people find you? Social media, all that good stuff. What you got? Yeah. Going on? Uh, so you can uh, find me on Twitter. Uh, and I think Instagram as well. I'm super active on Instagram. I think I've posted about four times, not to brag. Uh, yeah. But yeah, on Twitter, uh, Jeremy Brown, F-U-N-E, because I wanted to be Jeremy Brown funny. 
but that's apparently too many characters. So I tried to get creative because I'm yeah. cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you can you can find me on there. Uh, when when life is normal, I'm posting about uh, sports and The Bachelor. Right now, I'm posting about depression, anxiety, and all the things terrible in the world. So it's pretty it's pretty great, man. It's an uplifting account right now. Uplifting. If if somebody else wants to see somebody doing worse to them, they gotta follow you oh on my the God. social media. Yes, yes, yeah. That's that's what that's what social media has turned into. It used to be this competition of who's doing better. Now yeah. it's who's struggling less. Like, <laughs> all right, who out there uh, tried to give themselves a haircut and then they had to completely shave it because it's so bad? Who is out of food that's actually good and is too scared to go to the grocery and apparently all their credit cards have expired and <laughs> they're like just making like baking soda sandwiches because that's all that's left in the fridge. You know, it's who's who's sitting in the front seat on the struggle bus. That that's what social media is for right now. Yeah, it's that's the competition out now. Yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, but real talk, man, how, how are you doing, man? Are you, are you keeping it together? Are you at, at your wits in type of thing? Is it, is it going all downhill from here? It is, uh, it's an interesting time to be alive. Uh, I will say so the, the difficult thing for me with all of this is there's, there's a, a model of, uh, strengths. There's, um, a guy that basically they're a research foundation. They boiled leadership qualities down to 34 strengths. Mm -hmm. And then you're ranked from like most present to least present. Mm -hmm. And my number two strength is empathy. So like I essentially feel the pain of others. Mm -hmm. So 70,000 people have died. All the family members that can't be with them while they're dying Millions and millions of people being out of work, um, already having anxiety and depression, and then finding other people that are now seeing like the same type of traits. Like I'm just taking all of that in and internalizing it. So Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, and also trying not to uh, just get drunk every night is a challenge. And I think that's, so I'm doing this really cool thing where my body is just eating itself. Like I'm losing weight, but I'm pretty sure it's just stress eating its way through my stomach and eventually it's just going to turn into ulcers and I'm going to uh, implode. So really, really looking forward to that. I'll pro- I'm going to tr- probably try and do a podcast when that happens, go live or a vlog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so are, are you not, are you, are you, are you working out? Are you like watching what you eat? Are you just not eating from the stress? Like what's, <laughs> yeah, what's I, going on? Honestly, that's, that's what it is. Like I'm not, I'm not eating as much. Um, my sleep schedule is thrown off where, um, I, so I, I have at, at my job, I'm second shift, I guess in quotations. Uh-huh. Um, I work when I need to, but generally with not having to get up, get ready, drive into work, I'm sleeping a little bit later. Uh, and then I eat a little bit later uh-huh. and then my brain is still saying, Oh no, like these are normal meal times. You don't eat after this time. So you're not actually hungry. You should probably just go to bed or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm down to like two meals a day. Um, and yeah, just the stress energy, I think, cause I'm, I'm not working out, which sucks. I actually basically, uh, had a broken foot for a while, so I couldn't walk. So I'm just sitting on the couch all day. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of your listeners are like, hey, Jeremy, get fucked. Uh, but <laughs> no. I'm like, yeah, man, I can't move. I'm still losing weight. It's awesome. Uh, but no, I, I think, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's stress and then not sleeping. Um, it's, it's crazy, man. Like I was, I was really afraid I was just going to sit down and eat. Like yeah. that was going to be my quarantine activity the entire time. But yeah. it's really been the opposite where it's just killed my appetite. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, because I don't know if you want to bring this up, but, but like you used to be a heavier person. I right? I was. So I, you do have those bad habits like yes. in you. So it's good that that hasn't kicked in. Because I'm going to be honest, man, like not, not only am I drinking a whole lot more, I'm mm-hmm. eating garbage like nonstop. Sure. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not moving at all. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I gained like 30 pounds within this first, since March, since this yeah. first popped Dude, off that- and stuff. And that, that's going to be so real. Like so many people are going to come out of this, even if they are trying to stay as active as you can right now, they're buying more like frozen foods or ordering, you know, takeout, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so, you know, you, you mentioned I was heavier. So I weighed 350 pounds in high school. Uh, I weighed myself the other day and I was at 170. That's not just from, I've lost 180 pounds since quarantine started. Uh, Like that's, that's been a long journey. Like I got to 175, like the, the week this started, but um, yeah, there have definitely been days though, where I've literally just said, fuck it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, I, there's a half gallon of ice cream. I'm going to start going through that, like cool bag of nachos. Let's do that. Pizza, throw it in there. Like whatever I have, I'm like, today fucking sucks it's it's it has defeated me and i'll just eat my way through everything uh but then i will now feel so sick after that mm-hmm. my body is like what did you just do and so now that has become like a major deterrent uh-huh. to where i'm like i don't want to it's it's crazy because like a lot of people talk about like drinking the same way i now talk about eating where like oh man, I knew I drank too much. Like I woke up and felt like crap the next day. My whole day was messed up. Like that's how I feel now where like ice cream has always been my favorite thing. Uh-huh. If I eat more than like a little ice cream sandwich. My stomach is like, what are you doing? You, I'm going to make you pay for this for the oh, no. next 24 hours. And so that, I think it's like, it's still a bit of like a comfort thing. Cause that was a thing. Like I, uh, I would eat my feelings, which apparently you're not supposed to do um, when I was growing up. And so like that urge is still there and all that. But now like I'll purposely, when I go out, I'll try not to buy it. And if it is in the house, I just have to think about, dude, you're going to feel like so much shit tomorrow if you eat this. But like, it's, it's even still like, I'm still eating like frozen pizza and some chips and stuff. It's just I'm it, a, a meal for me literally used to be, I would put a, a DiGiorno in the oven and then my appetizer would be like a full bag of nachos with some queso dip. And then I would polish it off with like a quart of ice cream. Damn dude. So yeah, like I, like one sitting I'm knocking out like 5,000 calories and then I would probably be hungry again before I went to bed. Now like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have like a half of a pizza nothing before it and nothing after it because I'm going to be full for the rest of the day. So like, yeah. I, you can still eat crap. It's just don't eat all of the crap all of the time. Basically that's been my secret. Yeah. 
So besides work, what are you trying to do or what are you doing to try to keep yourself busy or keep your mind going? Like, yeah, don't atrophy mentally and physically. You know, are you are you doing anything? <laughs> are you working on that? Like, you know what I mean? I have been such a, a terrible example of how to better yourself during this quarantine. Um, I have downloaded a couple of games on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing those a bunch. Yeah, uh, I have watched so much stuff on like Amazon, Netflix, Hulu. I so I'm writing some. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like. There are some things where I'm like, I'm gonna write this down. But I know realistically, when all this is over, and I know like even uh, LOL is gonna have a show tomorrow night and this weekend, and they're like opening back up, and there are a couple other places that are trying to do shows in person now. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, when open mics start coming back up, one, there's going to be more comics than there were before because now everybody's been at home and they're thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm so fun. I need to share this with the world, which is why Amazon's out of podcast mics because yeah. everybody has an opinion and they think they're hilarious. So there's going to be even more comics. And 95% of everything said is going to be about quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna want to kill myself listening to that over and over so i'm trying not to write specifically about that so i'm trying to still write some mm-hmm. but not about the super obvious things that everybody is talking about yeah i saw that like how uh, amazon they, they would sell out of uh podcast mics and then hair clippers those are yep. two things that you couldn't find you had to keep, keep checking back and shit because yeah everybody started doing like uh their podcast and stuff um yeah, I, I, I do the quarantine jokes, but I put them on, like, on Facebook. I, I have no plans of, yeah. like, putting that on stage and, and anything like that. My motivation, I haven't been writing anything, really. Like, I'll, I'll write down, jot down notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't work on anything because how I would write before would be, like, because there was a mic going on. Because I was going to go to a yep. mic, you know, so I could try it out then. So I, I feel really bad. I'm, I'm really, like, haven't progressed with any yeah. joke writing or anything like that. Um, so I'm not, I'm just now trying to get into that stuff, but how eager are you? Like, yeah, LOL is opening up uh, Friday. Yep. They're going to start doing shows like shows on the weekend and stuff. But you personally, like how eager are you to go back out into the world as if like everything's back to normal? That's, that's the crazy thing because I was actually thinking about this with LOL opening. Like I've, I've pref- like, I mean, I do open mics at LOL, but I've done one showcase there. I love it. Like I've seen a lot of shows there. Staff mm-hmm. is really nice. Like they have a lot of great comics. I want to build that relationship because I was trying to get myself to the point where like, Hey, Jeremy, let's put him kind of in the rotation of comics to, to host. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to do that. And I was thinking about it. If they called me and asked me to be on the show this weekend, I don't know what I would say. Because I'm, I am a, I'm, I'm a nervous person. Like for sure, I'm a nervous person to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And so, just knowing one, Texas has a lot of folks that believe this is fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't care. They're not concerned with anybody else. So they may not have been social distancing this whole time. They're not worried about masks, all that good stuff. And they're going to say, I'm going to go out, have a good time. And then, you know, as comics, generally you're talking to the audience, like after the show, you're interacting with the other comics, like just all of that interaction, especially right now, because it's not like 
everything went away and it's fine. It's, hey, this is still really bad. Yeah. But we're, we want the world to start opening back up. So mm-hmm. everybody just run out. Like all the data, like when you look at previous reopenings, even some states that reopened a little bit earlier, when you go back to the, you know, uh, 1918 um, with the Spanish flu and when things opened back up, it got even worse because yeah. people were like trying to overcompensate for the time away. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that makes me super nervous. Even, I mean, even just talking into the same microphone as the yeah. other cop, like if somebody gets something, you can be asymptomatic and spread it. Um, and you know, a lot of folks will push boundaries because they think it's funny. So they may like fake sneeze in your face or something. And I would be so in my head worried about getting sick and then potentially getting somebody else sick. Yeah. That's the thing I worry about. Like, I mean, obviously I don't want to get sick. Just looking at the test, like looks terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I've, I know some folks that have gotten sick. I know some folks that have died like that in my mind. They're like, Jeremy, you're relatively young. You're relatively healthy. It's a low risk. I was like, yes. But if you said like, there's a, a, a 1% chance of dying every time you did an open mic, yeah. you would probably start thinking about whether or not you're going to go to open mics. Yeah. So I, I, I want to get back out there. Like I have a need for the approval of others, like making oh, for strangers sure. laugh yeah. is the, the best thing. I, I absolutely love it. But that, that the nervous energy and how in my head I get, like I'm super analytical. I overthink things all the time. I would mm-hmm. just be so in my head the entire time. And then if I, on top of that, if I had a bad set when I was already nervous about going out and then just eat shit on stage, I would just hate my life for a very long time. Yeah. I don't know that I am mentally prepared to handle that right now. Yeah, for sure, man. Like I totally get that. Like I understand people are eager to get out and like putting on a show or jumping on the show. I mean, not that I was asked, but even if I was asked, I don't know if I would do it, you know, cause yeah. it's just, it's just too soon to, to get out there. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, like when it, when this all first popped off, like I was, I was getting busy. Like I was doing shows all the time. Yeah. Um, I was getting ready to go on the road and, um, and then everything stopped. Yep. So yeah, I was like, I was pretty bummed out for a little bit. And then I guess like, cause comedy, I see like a drug, but mm-hmm. since everything stopped for a little while, like, I kind of like detox from it. For sure. So, so the urge was the urge to go up, the urge to go, yeah. uh, get up wasn't as strong for, for comedy and stuff. And, um, I'm not, I'm not so like running out the door as soon as the door is open type yep. of thing. I just want to see, like, I hope, I, I don't want to say like, oh, I told you so to anybody. If anybody sure. gets sick, sick yeah. just because they want to go out and, and restart, you know, get back to normal, whatever, the new normal, whatever yeah, that's going like, to be. I don't want it to be, you know, like a month from now, it's, you know, half of my Facebook friends that are comics are all like, hey, man, uh, I, I've i got COVID now. Or yeah. like, I'm, I'm nervous. I can't get a test, but I'm nervous. I'm quarantined. Like, I don't want to see any of that. And I think kind of the, to your point, like it is addictive. Like, and we've, we've talked about that, like getting, making a room full of people you don't know laugh is an amazing feeling. Yeah. I think the thing for me where I'm seeing, like, I know comics where they are comics. Like that is what they do for a living. Mm -hmm. I have a job that I'm fortunate enough to have a job. It pays my bills. I can work from home. 
life is good in that aspect. Yeah. So I have to also think uh, about it from that perspective. I absolutely love doing stand-up, but it's not my life. So I have mm-hmm. to think about the other aspects of my life and then weigh you know, pros and cons of do I go put myself at, at risk to get laughs in a at best quarter full room yeah. uh, or do I just kind of wait it out, bide my time, and then when things open back up, start slowly reintegrating. And that's going to be the other thing. Once the world does open back up, it's probably not going to be like, okay, nobody in America has this now. Like it's still going to be out there. So then you've got to think about, all right, am I actually going and doing five mics a week or Mm -hmm. do like, all right, hit tiger and LOL and then kind of back off or, you know, what is that going to be? Because I think they're going to be comics and you're already seeing them. They're like, dude, I just want to get on stage. I don't care about anything. Give me a mic. Let's go. Yeah. And you're going to have some of those folks. Then you're going to have some folks that are, you know, road comics that they do. They travel, they do shows. Um, it brings in good money. They're mm-hmm. probably going to be more considerate about or, or more thoughtful about what kind of shows they're taking. You're just going to see a, a lot of different attitudes with how people approach it. And I think you're going to see some comics that come out of this really well because if they're kind of early adopters and they go out, they do shows, they do well, they don't get sick. They, and you know, people enjoy them. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the ones that are going to be at the forefront of people's minds and saying, Hey, here are more opportunities. Whereas folks like me realistically that are more cautious or may not go out and, and put myself out there. I'm, I'm not going to be thought of. Cause it's not like I was killing the game before we closed down and Oh man, yeah. I'm fading away. It's just, you know, we're all so, I mean, honestly, like there, there is a group of us. We're, I'm not going to say like we're all interchangeable, but there's a group of comics who do well, um, that are hoping for these opportunities. And it's going to be, if an opportunity presents itself and then they take advantage of it and they run with it, owners, promoters, whatever, they're going to keep that in the back of their mind and say, cool, let me go back to this guy because he, he braved it when other people didn't want to. Yeah. I mean, you would like to think that that won't be held against you, but I guess they, they think, oh, well, you don't care enough or you're not putting enough into it. You know, if you weren't, if you're willing to help us bring this back to life, then maybe, maybe we shouldn't consider you because you didn't consider us. Yeah. And I guess, and I'm, like, I'm definitely not saying like anybody's going to do that. Like, it's not like club owners are out there and saying anybody that says they don't want to do a show right now, they're written off or, or like, I'm not saying anything like that, but again, this is the kind of stuff that I think about where if I am in that position to say, yeah, you know what, like, screw it, I'll go do a show or you know what, I'm not ready to do this. Um, that's just the kind of stuff that I think about, uh, which it's, it's, it's a lot. Like, and, and these are things you never think about. Like before somebody asked you to do a show. Yeah. It, it's not how much am I making? Where is it? It's like, cool, just win and aware and I'll be there. Now yeah. it's like all this other weird stuff that you've got to take into account. Like mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, has anybody else that performed there gotten sick or, yeah. you know, how did they react when everything first started happening? Have they been supportive of other people? Like what is, is their staff happy with all the precautions that they're taking? Like so many different things to think about now. Like it's nuts. You're just like, I just, I just want to make people laugh. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, so even like calling it like go, going back to normal, like that's not a thing. It's it's gonna it's always it's all gonna change. Like 
the, the staff is going to be different. The way yep. we interact is going to be different. Yep. Uh, how, how busy things are. Like, even if we're eager to go out, is anybody eager to see comedy? Like, is anybody even, like, going to care about anything as far as, like, bars or, like, yeah. gathering in bars or restaurants or whatever, I, you, wherever I, you find I, comedy? I feel like there's going to be a boom for these places when it first opens up because everybody's like got all this pent up. I need to get out. Like you even saw that at the theater. So almost everyone in Texas, like all the theaters in Texas were shutting down. Mm -hmm. And then you had Santico say, Hey, we're going to have three theaters that are open. And then uh, an executive in Hollywood actually looked at San Antonio to say, people want movies right now because the Palladium did like $12,000 in ticket sales and 30 grand in concessions over the weekend. So they're like, oh, look, one theater in San Antonio, Texas did this. So clearly the rest of America needs movies right now, which in my mind, I'm like, okay, how desperate do you have to be to go see a movie? Right. Nothing new has come out in the past two months. Every movie that was in theaters before the shutdown is available on demand. Um, And we all know you have Netflix, Hulu, Prime, all this stuff. And all you've been doing is watching TV and movies. Mm-hmm. You're really going to go out, pay to sit in a room full of strangers to watch a bad movie that you have accessible at your fingertips for cheaper in the safety of your own home. Yeah. Really? yeah. So, I, but that, but the appetite's there. There are going to be people. And I mean, you, you see it like you open any social media or have a conversation with anybody there are people on both sides, which to me is, it blows my mind, but there are people that don't think this is real. It's a hoax. It's overblown. I'm young and healthy, so I'm safe. All this stuff, so screw it. I'm yeah. going. Those people exist. And there are, you've got people that got uh, their stimulus check that are still employed, so they just have an extra 1200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you have people that would ordinarily go out to the bar or like that's where they socialize. I'm going to be honest, a bunch of dudes have not seen any women for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So they're all going to like flock. Honestly, I'm, I'm half expecting bars to be like 98% guys because yeah. uh, they think they're all just going to go bang every, mm. every woman there is. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's just dudes. Um, so I think there are going to be a lot of people that want to go out and spend their money right away. Mm-hmm. then it's going to be, okay, our numbers spiking, are more people getting sick? Because if that happens, if we start shutting everything back down or people just say, oh, damn, I was wrong. Let me go ahead and stay home. Yeah. Uh, that could happen. Or numbers don't go up, more people don't get sick or like it doesn't impact young people or things like that. Then you're like, screw it. I told y'all we were fine. And they'll just keep going out until we get to the new normal, basically. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I I know a lot of people. You see it on social media who are the, who don't aren't as careful as most of us. Some of us are, you know, and, and that's cool. I guess. I mean, I I wish I wasn't so OCD. I wish I wasn't so worried about everything. Like, I'm not even concerned about. Like, I'm not a healthy person. Like, and, and they say something about um, that it's the COVID is triggering. Uh, the obese, you know, because their immune mm. system is already weak as it is and stuff. Yeah. But I have in the back of my mind, like, I don't want to get anybody else sick. Yep. You know, like, I don't want to, like, I may be asymptomatic, but I may be a carrier. And yep. then I carelessly go and, and hang out with somebody else who then gets sick. 
you know, like, I, I wish I didn't have that. I wish I didn't have that type of mindset. Yeah. So I think uh, though, like to that point though, like that's not, that's not even being selfish. Like that's you caring about other people, which I think is great. And I mean, I understand that too. I've got two friends that are about to have babies. Yeah. Um, my mom, uh, is supposed to get married in June. Like oh, she, wow. they're, they're going to get married, but they're basically just going to be in their, their pastor's office. Like they're not having a big wedding reception anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because like we, we, my brother and I both told him, Hey, she lives in Ohio. I was like, I would have to fly there, get a car, drive, be around a ton of people that I don't know. Strangers, and I've seen yeah. the, what your friends post online and none of them believe this is real. Yeah. So I, I don't really want to be around that. My brother has two little kids that get sick pretty easily. So he doesn't want to subject them to that. But like there's, I'm, I, yeah, I do. I do think about other people. Cause again, like if it, if it's just me, that's, I don't want to get sick, but it is what it is. I don't want to get everybody else sick. And that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Uh, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but like, uh, have you have you ever considered like uh, talking to like a therapist or a counselor or anything like that? Because that's uh, yeah. that stuff still remains open. Like, I still see my therapist every two weeks, and I think that has been a lifesaver. At first, I was worried that he was going to start canceling, mm-hmm. and then uh, it, it's considered essential. It was always essential, yeah. and so. I was a little bit worried about going into the office. Like that was the only other person I've seen besides my wife whom I'm quarantined with. And, uh, like it's, 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 it's really been a game changer, a lifesaver pretty much. Like if I didn't have that throughout this, I probably would have like lost my mind type of thing. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a great idea for everybody to have like a, some type of outlet therapist, counselor type of thing. Um, have you ever, have you ever thought about working on that? So yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll give them a little plug. Uh, I use BetterHelp, which uh, it actually worked out great because basically it's it's an online service, uh-huh. so you can you can do appointments by phone. I do mine over uh, webcam, essentially. Yeah, yeah. There was no change when the world shut down, and that that has been huge. Um, and yeah, I've dude, I've spent so much time talking about things and. Uh, one of the big things for me that was was crazy because I'm at home more, I was looking at my phone a lot more. And then yeah. I'm reading all of the updates that come out and just yeah. getting so angry or sad about like all of the dumb and terrible things that are happening. So that was compounding everything. And so like I'm trying to – I can't not be on social media. I'm not going to say it's an addiction, but mm-hmm. like – that's it is. It is. It really is. Yeah. It's, you I, I got mean, that yeah. dopamine, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, a little bit too, that is some of the only way that I stay in contact with some okay. folks. Like yeah. a, there are a lot of like comics that we don't even have each other's phone number. We just talk through messenger. Yeah. Um, being able to check in on certain people, see these things. Like I'm never going to be able to fully pull myself away. But if there's a headline that I see, that just like, Oh my God, are you serious? I have to read this now. I'm like, don't read that. Just Mm -hmm. try and move on. Like if you need to get some key updates about like when we were trying to figure out, okay, is my city on lockdown? Does it have a curfew? What are the rules at Walmart and HEB? Like that kind of stuff. I would try and just like laser focus on that. 
yeah. and not let everything else get to me. Um, but I mean, that's, that's been a big help. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. I'm so glad I started, uh, counseling. Cause yeah, just me, like I have, uh, I've got anxiety and depression. Yeah. Um, I've, I've joked about that with people like that is that's real life. And this, uh, this has definitely compounded that. So I, I would recommend to, to anybody that they go to counseling if they can, but especially now, like that's, that's, it has been, it's been a lifesaver. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, like, what are you doing to like get your mind off it? Like, what kind of stupid shit are you watching? Like, uh, like, are you binging anything? Like, like dumb? Like, I, I am. Uh, I have been watching quite a few shows. So I'm actually before I started, I said, you know what? I'm gonna keep a list of everything that I watch, uh, just <laughs> yeah. to see how much time I wasted when this is all over. Uh-huh. Um, some of the best things that I've watched, uh, Dave. Love that show. Yeah, um, man, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. There was a couple episodes, like, the last two were really good. The ones before that were just, like, filler. Uh, but it's, it's a good show. I think it's, it's, it's under the radar for a lot of people, but it's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, if you don't know who Lil Dicky is, you may not be that interested. Like, uh, if you just start watching it without knowing who he is, you're like, oh, this is a, a fun show. But if you don't know who he was and you, and you didn't see a preview or anything, you may not think twice about it. But yeah. I think that's been great. Little Fires Everywhere going the entirely other end of the spectrum. Oh, that was great that, too, man. Love that show. And actually, um, my buddy from high school was the editor for that show. Yeah. So that you know was really cool. What's funny, uh, Reese Witherspoon, I can't really stand her. I mean, I like when she plays like a bad, like a bad character because I already hate so her to, everything be, to begin now? with. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Carrie Washington, Carrie Washington, I, I can't stand her her sneezy face. She always looks like she's about to sneeze on every reaction. Love scandal. There's this yeah. one. There's this one movie that she did. It's it's all one room. Like it was like a play. I can't fucking remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I know it because it was on Broadway. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where something like her son was in jail yeah. or her son got shot by a cop or something like by that. By a cop, yeah. Uh, that was done very well. I love her stuff. I love yeah. her movies. I love her TV shows. I can't stand her sneezy face reactions. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Because as soon you know as you said mean? that, I'm like, yeah. Cause she'll like, she, she pulls her lip up. Yeah. And it, it's like she's trying to... Uh, like keep it in i know we oh man it's so weird like she's so uh, great like she sells it you believe it it's yeah. all emotional because we all have like facial tics and stuff oh but yeah th- that sure. one that one just it just like is she gonna sneeze is she gonna sneeze yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but that, that that was a great fucking uh mini series a little yeah, limited series I, whatever i think that was really good then i've been you know uh, watching white trash Netflix. So, uh, watch tiger King. I watched, uh, too hot to handle, which is garbage. It's like, Hey, do you want to see attractive people not grow as human beings? Yeah. Have fun. Um, I saw the trailer for that. I didn't, I didn't really dig it too much. I didn't get it. So it's bad. It is a, it is a bad show. I get the premise, but it's, it's literally like, Hey, attractive people, you're supposed to grow as human beings. Oh, only like two of them did. Yeah. Great. That was a waste. Um, love is blind was a unique, um, concept. That's the one where they meet in the pods, right? Yeah. Like you you can't see each other. Uh, you date without seeing each other while you're also talking to other people. And then you have to get engaged before you can see each other. 
Yeah. Then they send them to Mexico. So it's basically like a honeymoon when you first start dating. Then they put them in an apartment together and then they're supposed to get married and all of that is within a month. Yeah, I saw that one too. I, I like that one. I like garbage That one was stuff. better. I yeah. love garbage stuff. Oh yeah, dude. Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paris. Like, and that's why people were suggesting it. I'm like, okay, that uh, Love is Blind, I think was far better than Too Hot to Handle because you actually saw some people grow through yeah. that show. Yeah, it's, and it's, that's, it's that's a great how idea. you invested in people. It's a great idea. Like they're taking away like all like the like swipe right, swipe left type yep. thing. They met th- with each other's voice. Like all they had yep. was their voices, and, and they they fell in love with that. So that part is a little nice. It's a little wholesome. Whatever. Yeah. I was just like, do they have to get married? Like why do they they can't see each other unless they get engaged? Like that was just so bizarre. Yeah, that so that part was a little like all right. That's a that's a bit of pressure, but like, I think seeing the update after the show and seeing where people are now, I think mm-hmm. that was, and I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't. Um, but I thought that was really good. And also the, the added bonus you get of watching that show is you will get to hate someone that you have never met. Yeah. And you will hate them more than anyone that you know. And it you're is, talking, like, you're talking about that, that older drunk chick, right? yes uh, yeah <laughs> yeah she is a horrible person she kept I, flipping back and forth like even when she said yes to that one guy she kept trying to get on that one guy that, that uh i don't i'm not good with names but you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah like the one guy who, who said yes and then she he said no i don't like you so she's yep. like okay well i'll go with this other guy then yeah it's like oh you're not who i want but yes i'll be with you like dude like man she she is so terrible and she stayed terrible through the whole, like you hate her. Yeah. From she was like a bad episode drunk. two she was all the way drunk. through everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like I'm doing that. I've been, I've been watching some movies. I've, I, I saw mid nineties actually last night, which was really cool. Um, Jonah Hill directed it. Um, mid nineties. It's, uh, basically it's these, uh, it follows a kid who becomes friends with uh, skateboarders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 90s. Yeah, like, it's got a cool vibe. I think it's a it's a cool like coming of age story. I thought it would like it's not exactly what I expected, but it was really cool. Um, yeah, oh, I, I saw that one too. Let me ask you this: you, Did you ever watch Kids? Like that that little movie Kids the, about the group of them in New York and stuff. I I knew about it, but that was the. Me growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch anything. And then by the time I was old enough to watch stuff, it, I kind of forgot about it. And now I don't see it anywhere. Like, did you yeah. get the same kind of vibe from it? Well, see, what I was going to say is, like, I saw that when I was young, okay? Okay. So when, when you see, like, these kids that are, like, around your same age, like, yep. scoring with chicks or, like, partying yeah. hard and all that stuff, you're just like, oh, that's so great. But now as an adult, if I see, like, a 14-year-old kid, like, hooking up with a chick, I'm like, this, this is weird. Is like, I should be, yeah, I should be watching this. Why am I so yeah. into this, you know? And, like, the other thing for me that's weird, so a couple of, of reasons why it's weird for me. One, I was a, I was a high school teacher, so, like, seeing oh, yeah. kid, like, I'm like, ah, I don't like this. Um, but also everything is so different than when I was a kid. Like I was sheltered, like couldn't watch our movies, didn't have girlfriends, wasn't partying, drinking, smoking, doing any of that stuff. Um, Mm. Like my Friday night was watching comedy central. 
Like that's that was me partying basically. So then watching shows like Euphoria, seeing mid nineties, um, like any of those shows, I'm like, how is this real? Are you yeah. serious? Like you're 14. Why do you know all of the different drugs? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Cause like I, I was, I wasn't a wild kid, but I mean, I, I kind of like dabbled in, in stuff like that too. Yeah. So it was kind of fun. Like to reminisce, like uh, I was a fucking garbage piece of shit kid, you know, like I shouldn't have been anywhere like this kid, but then like, it was just weird. Like watching this 14 year old hook up with his girlfriend. I was like, Oh, this is this is kind of awkward. It was a good film. Yeah, no. it, was, it was done well, you know. It was yeah, it was, and it was also weird because I was like, one of the weirdest things I said out loud. I'm like, I recognize her, and I'm like, uh, she's <laughs> portraying a high schooler right now. Why are you saying that? But yeah. then I like it, and it was bugging me. I'm like, why do I know who that is? She's in Euphoria, oh, so I'm yeah. like, okay, so cool. I've been creeped out by seeing her on two different things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've been doing the the Kardashians. My wife convinced me to watch the Keeping Up the Kardashians. Yeah, at first, like I I was kicking and screaming. I didn't want to do it, but I I dug it, man. I dig it, man. Okay. Uh, so we're we're still watching it. Uh, the transformation has happened. You know, spoiler alert. I don't know if you know. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, what transform? Like. Because yeah, we started from season one. We started season okay. one at the beginning of the quarantine and stuff, and now we're at like season nine or some shit like that. Nice. Uh, and yeah, like I'll, I'll put it on and we'll start watching it and stuff. Uh, a lot of people don't dig it. I get some judgment about it, but I love I garbage TV. I can't like yeah. any type of escapism. I'm I'm for, and the dumber the better. Because yeah. why do I want to think about anything right now? That, and that's the thing. Like I I veg out just playing like tapper games and stuff. Yeah. Um, just, I'm like, cool. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm building things right now. All right. I don't have to think about tens of thousands of people dying just in my country. Yeah. Um, but so just quick, hard turn. Um, <laughs> the, the other thing I thought it looked stupid when I saw previews, I'm like, Oh my God, that show looks terrible is Superstore. But okay. Yeah. I have been watching that and I, I really enjoy it. Like I've, I've laughed out loud at least once during multiple episodes. And I generally, I'm one of those people where I just generally don't laugh. Like uh-huh. I, I might smile. Um, so that's been a, a pleasant surprise where I've actually enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Were you a big TV or, or, or binge watch guy before the quarantine or is this all new to you? Oh yeah. No, like that was, um, so my, my weekends used to be like coming down from, you know, full work, like, working like 50 hours a week, then going to mics and shows and stuff like that. And then I would just like sit down in front of the TV on weekends and kind of recharge. Um, so this is, this is not new for me, but (laughs) seeing my list continue to grow, I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is a lot. What I will say, hopefully I can save uh, an hour and a half for some of your listeners. Do not watch the bling ring. The bling ring. It is a terrible movie. So it is based on a thing that actually happened where high school kids stole from celebrities by breaking into their houses while they were away because you can find out where everybody is on Instagram. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, Sophia Coppola directed it. I'm like, okay, there plus. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Emma Watson was in it. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. Um, and I'd, I'd seen previews. I hadn't really ever heard anything about it. I saw it. I think it, it's on Netflix. And as I was scrolling, I came across it. I'm like, cool, let me check this out. And I watch it. And I was just angry the whole time. Like, you hate the kids. You hate what they're doing. Uh-huh. And Emma Watson is terrible. I'm like, she is extremely talented. She is terrible like just it, every like don't have her play a valley girl apparently is, is my key takeaway from that whole movie but oh my and the ending was awful i yeah. oh it was i was i was literally mad the whole time watching that movie i'm like i hate the characters i hate the kids they're based on i hate all kids today emma watson <laughs> is distracting i just wasted an hour and a half of my life because even the ending is trash so don't watch the bling ring Bling Ring. Did that just come out? Like, is that like a really new no, movie? It's not that new. I think it's it's a couple years old. I want to say. I've never um, even heard of that, man. Yeah, I just so I was curious about it because I'd heard the news stories. So I was like, oh my god, I can't believe anybody would do that. Uh, but then when I saw who was attached to it, I'm like, oh my god, that's going to be amazing. And then it was one of those things where I'm like, I want to check this out sometime. And then you come across those on Netflix, and you're like, yep, gonna watch that. And that's. Now I'm compiling the list of like, there's so many other things that like, like, Oh, I need to watch that. But you forget. And then you see it and you're like, <gasps> yep. Like, uh, three identical strangers. That's on my list. Uh-huh. Um, the oath. I want to see that, um, parasite for sure. Um, but yeah, I keep wanting to check that one out. Like that one won a lot of awards. Uh, yeah, dude, it won like everything, but it's also one of those movies where basically during quarantine, most of what I'm doing is watching stuff while playing on my phone. So like oh, I'm okay. to movies. You can't do that with Parasite because oh, it's a yeah. foreign film, so you have to read it. So I have to be in a headspace to say, okay, no phone for the next two hours. It's like emo- you're going to be emotionally invested. It's actually a good film yeah. instead of a, a garbage movie that you can listen to. So, man, I sound pretentious as hell right now. Uh, no, no, I, I get that, man. Because yeah. like when we put stuff on, especially like if it's really dumb, yeah. we'll be on our phones. So we really, really yeah. much we spend like minutes, like fifteen, twenty minutes, just deciding what we're gonna watch yep. to ignore, just to have yes. it on in the background and stuff. So that's why I keep up with the Kardashians yeah. is fucking great for that and shit. Oh know? yeah, dude, you can you don't have to pay attention, and then if Not something at all. happens, you look up. Yeah, like, that's the thing. That's the the most frustrating thing is. When I'm trying to figure out what to watch, I'm like, okay, what do I want to watch? I'm like, oh, that looks good. Oh, except I'm going to be on my phone. Don't watch that right now. All right, yeah. save it for later. And then 45 minutes later, you're like, okay, fine. I'll just put on Community again, like yeah, or, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Um, which a lot it, of Seinfeld, a lot of The Office. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, I will say Community holds up. Um, yeah. At least the the first season. I'm getting nervous because I remember I didn't watch the entire series because it was going downhill. And then I think then it went to Amazon or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I never finished it, but I remember it got pretty bad right before I stopped watching it. But man, the first season's amazing. I've loved the second season. The paintball episodes are some of my favorite episodes of TV. Um, God, there's just so many. Wow. That was dumb. And I love it. Yeah. 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 Those are fun, man. Like just stuff yeah. like that's fun. Community and Superstore were always hit and miss with me. Like I didn't, okay. I, I would watch them like whenever they came on, 
whenever I do catch them on TV. Yeah. But I never really, really followed up with them and stuff. So it's not really something I, I really binge. I might check it out because I'm running out of stuff. And that's the thing right now. Like there's so much where like, yeah. every day there's 50 new shows that come out. And then also in the back of your mind, you're like, but should I also watch The Office again? Yeah. Like, I've been thinking like, man, Breaking Bad was so good. So was The Wire. Like, all these shows. And I'm like, should I, should I go back and watch that? Billions just came back. God, that show is so good. Um, there, there's so much that if you're even like one episode, you're like, eh. You're like, done. On to the next one. You don't want to give it a chance at yeah. all ever again. Yeah. Because uh, there's just so much content out there now, mm. and then everybody has a podcast, uh, and they're doing live events now. Like bands are putting on live concerts on Instagram and Facebook. There's there's content everywhere now because yeah. that's all that there is. Yeah. Have you done that uh, comedy show in your living room yet? I haven't. It it freaks me out because for me. Comedy is interactive. I'm not saying like I'm just talking to the audience, yeah. but I feed off that energy. Sometimes I will like something will happen, like the way somebody laughs or how somebody reacts to a joke and I'll feed yeah. off of that and play into it. I, it's so weird. It's like you're, you're just filming an audition tape for nobody. Yeah. I, I, I can't do it. Like, so I, we have um, onboarding at work and I do that. I love it. Like it's basically the way I look at it for me. I do two different sessions. One, we basically play uh, family feud and I host the game, which is fun being a game host. Yeah, and the other one, it's an hour and a half and it's basically, it's a, it's a story about a customer, but it's essentially doing an hour and a half of work appropriate standup. Like it's so much fun. And you're doing that now? That was that was before the world shut down. Oh, okay, okay. Afterwards, okay. they said, okay, we still need to onboard these folks. We had another company join us. And so they're trying to do condensed versions of everything. So they said, okay, we need you to do a 45-minute online version of the same thing. I was like, yeah, cool. I'm happy to help out. Not thinking, you're just going to be staring at a screen. Yeah. You're not going to know what they're thinking. And there are times when I'm doing it on stage, I purposely pause because I know people are going to laugh. Or yeah. like I ask the audience, how many of y'all know about this thing? And I'll drop in references that'll get people. And now I'm just looking at a screen. And the first time like I said it and I waited for laughter, I'm like, oh God, I can't, I don't know what they're doing right now. So, so you can't I, hear them. You can't hear no, no response yeah. from them. And so like, I, and I did that six times over a one week period and it was so weird. Like afterwards I got to read some like Slack comments and people were like, Hey, great job or whatever. I'm like, okay. But not being able to know what's going on. And for me, like I need to know that it's working. Yeah. If it's not working, I'll make fun of myself because yeah. I need that from the crowd, like their acceptance, their laughter. Um, I need that. So I don't, I don't think I could just do straight stand up for nothing essentially like no response. And then, you know, if you do it over Zoom and everybody has their mic on, then you've probably got like dogs barking or they forget that their mic is on and they're talking yeah. to their kids or whatever, or like, wow, this guy sucks. And it's just into a microphone. Um, so like even that, it, it freaks me out. I think the, the most fun I've had is um, doing like podcasts. So mm. I did the, the antisocial hour um, yeah. <laughs> with, 
with Davey. Like that was a lot. It was six comics. So you can still make jokes and you're interacting with people, which was yeah. a lot of fun. I, we got to a few of us uh, watch the draft together and then talk through that. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the meetup that you were, that we talked about a little bit, like that kind of stuff. I love doing that where you can still interact. Yeah. Um, it's just talking to a screen to me, it would, it would literally be defeating because there's no reaction and that is what I need from an audience is a reaction. Cause even small shows, if it's two people and I can make them laugh, cool. Yeah. If it still counts, it still yeah, counts. Oh yeah, for sure. It counts. Like I hit a hundred percent of the audience, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. but like the, just doing stand up for it's, it's like doing stand up in the mirror. You're not getting anything back. And I don't want to put myself out there in a way that one, somebody could record this if they mm-hmm. wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then that's there for the rest of forever where you can literally see me in my head going, Oh my God, I'm dying a slow, yeah. painful death. Yeah. And it's just, I, a lot of people are enjoying it. Cool. More power to them. I just, it, I, I don't think I can do it. Yeah. I, I haven't done it yet. Uh, I can't even watch it cause it's just so awkward to me. Yeah. You know, people just like in their, in their living room, just, talking like going through a set as if they were in a, in a comedy club or open mic whatever yes and it's just like oh man like I, I somebody said that they've done one of those zoom comedy things and that they felt great about it and that they were in the pocket the whole time and they said like you know what if you can't do your your stand-up in a room by yourself and stay with it stay in the pocket stay in the zone do yeah. your set then maybe you don't have it. And I was like, I guess I don't have it, man. Maybe I don't have it. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah. I respond to the audience. You know, I need yeah. I need some type of feedback. But I don't know, man. Like, if this thing keeps going on, I don't know if I would uh, change my mind about that and maybe give it a shot. That, but. See, that's the thing. I feel like what I would want to do is set up like a, a show – doing something live where it is interactive because comics trying to make comics laugh is fun. Like they, they go hard, like it's enjoyable. And then if you can set up zoom rooms to where like you have co-hosts and panelists where they're, you can basically select, okay, they can talk, they can be on camera, but then you also have audience members that can't talk, can't be on camera. Yeah. So you could still invite people to watch that live. So that way you're still getting something from the comics or you're having conversations. Um, And I think like that would be fun to do, but just strictly because essentially that's what it is. Like you're running your set before you perform, but doing it as if you were on stage. Maybe like if it's, if we're getting close to opening back up or like, LOL does call and I convince myself like, okay, cool. I'm ready to do this. Maybe I do one of those shows just to, to run my set and make sure I'm not super rusty because then I'm like, cool. I'm just, hopefully this goes well. And if I screw up whatever, but at least I get it out of the way before I'm on a stage in front of live human beings. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. But, uh, Cool, man. This was fun. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. It was great catching up with you. Again, for sorry sure. I missed out on your, your Zoom party that you had this past Friday. It's okay, uh, man. You got drunk and passed out. Sounds I'm a, way I'm more a garbage. Fun. I'm a garbage human being. I apologize as as about you know. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much aware of that. I get a daily reminder, <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> cool. Uh, Thanks for having me on, dude. 
Yeah, cool. Again, uh, social media, how can people find you? Where are you going to be when, you, when you're out and about? Where I'm going to be? Uh, locked be? in my house. Please don't try to find me. Uh, Jeremy Brown, F-U-N-E, on Twitter and Instagram. If you are also watching Trash Television, hit me up. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> All right, man. This is fun, man. Uh, I'll check back with you later. All right. Have a good night, man. All right. You too, man. See ya. Later.